You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today I want to talk about daily practice. And sometimes you hear the term daily practice and you might hear that from a yoga friend of yours and they have a yoga daily practice. But daily practice is a little bit more than that. And this is a little bit more than a fitness podcast. This is more of a wellness podcast. And there's a difference between fitness and wellness. Fitness is a component of wellness. Health is a component of wellness. Your financial well-being is a component of wellness. Spiritual well-being, emotional, social, all of that. They're components of well-being. And so today, we're going to talk about daily practice and its contributions to your overall wellness. How your body is in wellness. So our constant state of betterment. So we're going to look at the state of betterment and one of the ways to get there through a daily practice. Now, there are fitness components to daily practice, and certainly that's something I want to talk about and I want to address. But there are other components to daily wellness or daily practice that should also be spoken to. And I want to take advantage of the time to talk to you now. So let's do this. Let's add, what is a daily practice? And ultimately, a daily practice is just a way to bring attention to something that you decide is already important to you. But maybe it's not something that you commit to very often. We do that a lot of times. A lot of times this comes around once a year. <laughs> resolutions. So New Year resolutions and we put together these daily practices or these conceptualized ideas, the things that we want to bring attention to, that we know are good for us, that we want to, as we continue to should on ourselves, this is what I should do, and yet we don't do them sometimes. So let's talk about daily practices in general that you already do. This is something you already practice, and we can all kind of agree on that you should brush your teeth as a daily practice. Maybe bathe or shower. That's a pretty decent daily practice. Uh, I will say, I, even though during COVID, I did brush my teeth multiple times every day. I did not bathe. I, I, I failed on my daily practice during COVID when it came to bathing. The next one that many of us participate in that I probably did not <clears throat> fail on was drinking coffee. And, um, and, and so here's another thing with coffee drinking, and this is something that I do that you may want to consider is I, in particular, don't think that daily coffee consumption is a great idea. And what ends up happening is that we get a mild addiction to, and I'm, I'm not sure if addiction is the right word, but I'm, I'll use it, a mild addiction to a caffeine and that then if we don't have it for a certain amount of time, sometimes half a day, and we don't have our coffee, people start to get headaches. And I decided a long time ago, I wasn't going to ever let, have, let something else have the influence or the power over me. And so what I do is I will do a coffee fast uh, every couple of weeks or a month. Um, and then I might uh, go through several days of just a decaffeinated fast 
so I can kind of break this cycle of reliance upon caffeine. My wife doesn't comprehend that, but I think it's something that personally I do. What are those things that are daily practices that maybe we know we should do and we don't do? And I think easily one of those is drinking more water for so many, and even those of you that are listening to this and you're patting yourself on the back and you're like, I drink enough water. You know, in general, people don't though. And that's something that as a decision we need to make to probably increase uh, our water intake as part of a daily practice. There are other things I'm not going to get on a high horse about it, like eating salads more, right? Just eating non-processed foods more, eating more whole foods probably be better in general for us to have at least, I mean, come on, a whole food daily. That's not too big of an ask. Even if you are feel like you're a straight up carnivore, um, are we talking about whole food in regard to that? Or is it highly processed food? Those are things that, that I think that we should be more aware of physical activity in general exercise maybe more specifically. These are our, our should do's that sometimes we throw on ourselves. This is what we should do. But how do we do that? How do we go about it? Because we've made these other things a daily practice. We've committed to some of these other things, but are we committed to this particular thing? At, at, you know, And whatever that particular new thing is that you're trying to add into your programming. So here we go. Um, you know, try... <laughs> Try a new thing. And we've got, I actually, I can hear our producer, Eric, is on the other end and he's got a cold and I can hear him coughing. So Eric, I hope that you're doing okay. Uh, and we've got our morning uh, to-dos, a daily practice. So one of the things that I started doing recently, and I'm going to share with you my daily practices. Uh, one of them I got from my dad is he drinks a, uh, a full, big, large glass of water before he drinks his coffee. And here's one of the things that I thought was really good. There's a wonderful book that you may want to read, especially if you're a personal trainer or a coach and you want to work with people on changing behaviors, then there's a book called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. And it's a wonderful book. And I'm not going to take the information from that book and just share it with you. But I will say one of the things that he talks about in, in his book, and he's not the only one. So other associations that we see in the research say, why don't you take something that you already do and connect it with something else that you believe you should be doing? And so my dad just did that out of uh, just an inherent knowing that he's going to get up and drink his coffee every morning. So he said, before my coffee, every morning, I will drink this large glass of water. So I've started incorporating that, and sometimes I don't drink it before. Um, so my dad's committed to drinking it before, but I'll have uh, a large glass of coffee with either before, after, or during uh, the time that I have my coffee. But that my coffee is my anchor. Like That's the one that I stick to that I know I already have. And so I want to connect that with something else. I want to connect it with a, a new habit that I want to create. I want to connect it with something else that I know that I should enroll in my daily practice. So with that being said, I also, oftentimes it's really comfortable just to sit on the couch and I get up early before anybody else in my house and that's my me time, right? But that's a time where I will foam roll and I will stretch. And stretching is pretty active. I In the foam roller, I can just kind of lie on top of it or put my calves on it and I'll foam roll my calves. I'll, I'll 
lay down, face down, prone, and roll my thighs and things like that while I have my coffee set off to the side. And it's just a quiet place. And that's, that's kind of like my mindfulness moment too, where I can be there in silence, in quiet, think about my body, think about uh, my day, trying to bring peace to what's going on. It's super peaceful time for me when, when everybody else is asleep and I'm up first thing in the morning. Here's another thing I've been doing. And this is one I'm probably most proud of, which is I've been journaling. And when I do my journaling, I don't journal about work because I don't think 20 years from now, when I look back at that journal, that I'm going to look back at and be like, what did I do for work today? So I try to, I have, I have kids, I have three kids. So I try to come up with stories about my kids. And so when my kids do something that's cute and funny and all of those years that I didn't do the journaling and everything was, oh, so cute. And I was like, I will never forget this. The things that I haven't forgotten, I can't even remember which kid it was. And the things that, you know, like those things that I remember and then all of those cute stories that I've said would never forget, I have no idea what they were. So you forget, the mind forgets. Uh, there's a great, great quote and I can't remember it, but it was... Um, it was something to the effect of the dullest pencil is better than the sharpest memory. And that became a pretty profound statement where it, even if I take a small note, that's going to, that's going to last longer than me trying to remember everything that happened. And I think here's where people go wrong is that they, they get involved, right? Like I'm going to commit to journaling and they write a page and then two pages and three pages. And they do that maybe a couple of times. And they're like, I can't do this. I can't keep up with this. You're right. You probably can't. That's a, a way too much of an overcommitment. So uh, even on my days where I'm like, oh man, the day's almost over. The next, the day passed and I'm writing about the previous day. I just write something like a sentence is better than nothing. And so there'll be a few sentences and some days when I know they're slow and I could just spend time trying to remember what I wrote about, or I just write down a few sentences and I say, let that be okay. Because if I'm going to spend all of this time and energy trying to think about what I did yesterday, then it's going to become so taxing. I'm going to give up on it. And I haven't given up on it. I've continued to do it. And as of today, I've journaled 122 consecutive days. And that is what I plan to continue doing, hopefully, from now on, just for that to become part of my daily practice. I want that to be my daily practice. Also, as a type 2 diabetic, physical activity is very important for me. As a personal trainer, it is too, but far more important now that my <laughs> my life depends on it. So physical activity, and though that may not be exercise, it may not be a scheduled and planned and specific program that I do today. There's physical activity. And sometimes that physical activity is just walking. Sometimes it's going for a run. Um, sometimes it's me. If you follow me on social media, sometimes it's me with my five-year-old going out for maybe a little slower run, but a run indeed, or running with uh, with my daughter. But these are things that I like to do because I'm trying to get them involved in fitness and adding a practice, though not daily yet, adding a practice to them that we hope to continue to refine. All right, cool. Well, this is not particularly fitness oriented. So what are the benefits of daily practice? Well, you've heard 
that you can't teach old dog, dogs new tricks. And the fact of the matter is that old dogs are set in their practices. People love practice. They love routine. They love ritual. They love to do what they do. And so a lot of times it's not about let's delete something that you're doing. It's just add a practice into something you're already doing. That's why coupling things that you want to do with things that you already do can be really valuable because you know there's already something that you're going to do every single day. What can you do along with that? And that's why you might hear people talk about, well, when, when you're watching TV, do some exercises during the commercial breaks or do some exercises. I mean, commercial breaks are so few and far between now for all the streaming services we have, but we know those streaming services can flow right into the other. So if that's the case, before you end up watching that second episode, maybe add some physical activity. Also, standing is far better for you than sitting. And, you know, just this minimizing sedentary behavior and standing is not considered to be sedentary behavior. Any seated or reclining position is considered to be sedentary and standing is far better for you. So just adding a daily practice of standing more. And I know, because I have the Apple Watch, and every once in a while, that Apple Watch will send me a message, and that message will say, congratulations, you hit your stand goal. And I feel so patronized for that. Like, it seems a little bit belittling that I stood up that long. But at the same time, congratulations for hitting your stand goal. Are, can we teach these old dogs new tricks can we not delete practices necessarily but what positive practices can we add to it do we have a fixed mindset or as carol dweck talks about in her research in a wonderful book called mindset do we have a growth mindset and i want to have a growth mindset my entire life I want to be, and you'll see it if you follow me on social, a lot of times I'll hashtag lifelong learner. I want to be a lifelong learner. That's a growth mindset for me. I want that growth mindset. I want my daily practice to be a growth mindset practice. That's what I want for me. So there's always something every day that I try to do. And as I talked about, I have my daily practices, I have my water, I have my coffee, I do my foam rolling, I do my stretching, and I do my journaling. And then creating, making sure I get some physical activity in throughout the day. We need to set a aside time for us to be better at something, anything. Can we get better? And that getting better is a big statement. Based on self-determination theory by Ryan and DC. It suggests that there are three primary things that motivate us to do everything that we do. Autonomy, right? I, I can do it. I have the power and control to do things. Relatedness, can I connect with people? Can I relate? And we're all trying to find common ground. When we meet somebody new, I want to I want to talk to you and find out, well, I don't know, what music do you like? What's your favorite color? Uh, what fitness do you like? Do you go to class? I'm going to find something that you do that I can relate to. That is, um, that's a big part of self-determination theory. But the other one is competence. Are you competent at doing what you're doing? I want to get better at doing things. I want to be more competent 
at doing the anything, whatever I do, I want to be better at doing it. Or as Daniel Pink refers to in his book, Drive, where he took the concepts of self-determination theory and wrote his book, he talks about um, mastery, just getting better at something where you are mastering the things that you're working on. That's why I'm a big lifelong learner. I want to continue to learn and get better because as a fitness professional, I'm not done because I took my cert. I'm proud of it, but I'm not done learning. In fact, your basic NASM CPT certification is your baseline certification to be a fitness professional. What's next for you? What's your desire? What's your drive? What do you want to be more competent at? Personal growth is related to our overall wellness. It's not just our health. It's not just our fitness. And according to the researcher Barbara Fredrickson, she talks about something called um, upward spirals. And that when we start to incorporate these things into our daily lives, it creates an upward spiral. Now, we are familiar with downward spirals. I'm doing really good on my diet. I'm doing really good on my fitness. And then uh, I say I'm going to have one slice of pizza. Next thing you know, 16 slices of pizza later and a big belly and a lot of self-judgment and self-flagellation, anger, frustration. And we go, I've ruined it. I might as well stop now. I, I, I can't. And that all or nothing approach will certainly yield you nothing. But the little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing approach. We know that when we don't succeed at something that we're trying to do consistently doesn't mean that we failed. It just means that today we didn't do it and we just, you know, knock the dirt off our knees and we get back up and we keep going down the path of wellness or of betterment, self-betterment. And that upward spiral, knowing that you stood up instead of the downward spiral, knowing that you stood up makes you stronger than if you had just gone on that path without having ever fallen. The strength it takes to get up and that upward spiral, that strength, that trajectory that moves you on does something that Fredrickson also talks about, which is called broadening and building. It's that you do something and you're successful at one part in your life. And because you found a way to do that, you can now broaden that to other aspects of life. Because I've done something that's small, I can now broaden that and make it a little bit bigger and apply it to other things. Because I did good at drinking my water before I had my coffee in the morning, and I feel better about that, and I feel accomplished about that, maybe now I feel like I could go for a walk. And those regular walks, especially postprandial walks, walking after you've had meals, highly beneficial. According to the research, the benefits you get for going for a walk after you've eaten a meal is so good for your metabolic health. My goodness. Wouldn't it be nice as I sit around the table with my family and we have a park, it's very close to us. We live in New York City, so we have a park very close to us, Riverside Park, half a block away. And we don't do it nearly enough, but when we do it, we always say, we should do this more often. 
finish a meal, go out for a walk in the park, and how good that makes us feel afterwards. But all the stuff, all the stuff that gets in the way. The difference is I can't control all the stuff that takes place with my family. I can control the stuff that takes place with me, though, as best as I can. Taking time for myself to do the things. I get up early. That's what works for me. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, I will never get up early. All right, well, my wife's that kind of person. So what does she do? She stays up late. And that's where her peaceful time is. But are you getting stuff done in that time? Are you doing something for self-betterment? Are you doing something for yourself? Because you're just scrolling Instagram the whole time. Um, just think, think about the lost time and the lost hours that you've spent on that. And look, that recreation needs to be recreation. It should take time to yourself. And I'm okay with that. Just like watching TV, I'm okay with it. But is there something else that you can do? And if there is, you know that you get on social media every day. Is there a practice that you can connect with your social media that says, well, if I'm going to be doing social media, me standing up and pacing the house while on social is far healthier for you than sitting down or lying down on the couch. I don't know. What are the daily practices that you can add in? What are the small practices, the victories that you can do that can lead to bigger undertakings? As Barbara Fredrickson said, the broadening and building, those upward spirals that you can do for your own self-betterment. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast today. I appreciate it. And uh, if you are a regular listener, thank you so much. And if you could just take the time out of your day to, to go and give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on and, you know, you give us a star review, five of them. Uh, and then you can also, please, if there's a comment that you can make, please make the comment. I want to, I want to hear your feedback. There are things that I'm doing right. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. I want to continue providing those and there are things I can do better then let me know if uh, if you want to let me know what those are directly instead of posting them, then feel free to do that. Also, uh, you can email me at rick.richie at nasn.org or I'm most active on Instagram at dr.rickrichie, R-I-C-H-E-Y. And um, uh, you can hit me up there. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. My name is Rick. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast. <laughs>